This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, Clock Dodgers? How you feeling? How you living? Listen, it's your host, Neil. This is the Clock Dodgers podcast. I'm so glad you tuned in to listen. Um, If you've been listening every week, I appreciate it greatly. The Clock Dodgers community has gotten so so awesome, right? Um, if you're new to this episode uh, because you're listening for this specific guest or because you just found us, what I just want you to do really quick is just open up your app if you're not looking at it and hit that little button that says subscribe. It's like super important to what we do here and it's super helpful if you do. Matter of fact, if you're like really about that life, like if you're really a ride or die type, grab the person next to you. I don't care if you're on a train, your coworker at your desk, a stranger walking down the street, just grab their phone real quick, snatch it, just straight up snatch it. Don't, don't give them a warning and press the subscribe button every every everybody counts every 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 subscription counts if i don't want to say you know i don't want to get you arrested or nothing so i would tell you to hit the review and get five stars on it for for on their phone as well but let's not push it the first time around right you never know how the stranger's gonna react (laughs) i'm not responsible by the way if you do act on that i'm not responsible for how that person reacts to it Hopefully they had their headphones in and they react great, but I don't think strangers take kindly to you grabbing their phone out of their hand. But it's just a suggestion. Just be, be creative. It's a suggestion. <laughs> Seriously though, guys, um, I, I got to be honest. Coming fresh off of that um, that Harmon episode where he talked about his weight loss and how much it affected his life, um, I got emails, I got messages from people um, telling me that uh, the message that that episode was helpful. Right? It was it was good stuff to hear, um, regardless of whether they needed to lose weight, get healthy, or anything else in their life. So it made me feel like I needed to get more guys on like that, more people on like that who had stories that can make an impact um, in making you do something, you know, to improve your life or to improve other people's lives or for whatever reason. You guys know I always um, try to get those stories from people, right, Um, rather than the same thing you hear on on every episode, every other person's podcast. So um, this week I had reached out to Justin, Justin uh, Lernero, if you're not familiar with him, he's uh, at Roto Grinders. He's also the host of the uh, the uh, Football Diehards podcast. So if you're not familiar with those things, please get familiar. Um, you can follow him on Twitter at uh, at Justin Lanero, straight up uh, at J U S T I N Justin, as you know it probably, and then uh, Lanero L O N E R O. Go follow him right away. I, I say that because he's a super good dude. Um, he knows his stuff. And he, he's he's there. He's always interactive. He always responds to people. He's just a, a good dude. And after you hear this conversation, um, I got a feeling you're going to take me up on that offer on following him. And you might even want to hit him up, you know, just saying he's a good dude and he's got a story to tell. So um, you'll you'll get into the story and you'll hear um, exactly why I wanted him on and why I felt it was a good story to tell. Um, but just to kind of brief you really quick, Justin had a history with alcoholism and now he's in sobriety. Um, and so, you know, it's an important conversation to have. Not everybody wants to share that conversation. Um, most people 
want to be private about it. Uh, it's very personal. So, you know, when you talk to somebody about that kind of stuff, you're kind of, you know, not, like I said, the, the fact that, you know, not everybody wants to share it, um, you know, it's a kind of, a, it could be an awkward thing for you to have with somebody, but Justin is so open about it. Um, and I think it's because he knows that it helps people. Um, like I mentioned to him, I've heard him on podcasts and I've, and I've heard him talk about it somewhat and, you know, it was, it's impactful. So even if you don't have that particular issue in your life, there's so many things um, that those traits can help. The sobriety that he's in and what he's done with it since then and the success that he's had and and how, you know, he's such a good dude, all of that can be applied to your life somehow. And so the fact that he's willing to share that story, I'm more than willing uh, to have him on to do that. It was an honor, to be honest with you. Um, I was humbled by the conversation and uh, I, I, I always appreciate every guest, but, you know, when you get a guest to to tell a story that is, um, you know, is humbling and that there's, you know, this vulnerability to it, you can't, you know, you can't find that every day. So um, what I'm saying is thank you to Justin. And, and I hope that you you take this message and, and you share it with anybody who may need it. Um, we also have fun. So don't, don't get it twisted. <laughs> we get into the message and we, and, and we get that and we get the story and everything is so helpful. But there's also some other stuff on there that you'll want to hear. And it's fun and we laugh and there's everything to this that you'll want to hear in an episode. So um, thank you again to Justin for coming on. Again, I can't appreciate him enough. I can't thank him enough. Um, again, he's on Twitter. Follow him there. Support his work and whatever he does. Um, if you if you don't mind, if you don't mind doing it the clock dodger way, you know how we roll, boys. You know how we roll, guys, gals and guys and gals. You know how we roll. We support each other. So get out there, support them, support us, subscribe, review, leave us five stars if you like it. If you want to be the guy that gives one star, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not going to be mad at you. I take all the constructive criticism you got, but I appreciate the five stars mostly. <laughs> also don't forget cloudodgers.com always fresh always new content a lot of new guys actually um that are that are contributing recently a lot of good stuff that has been on a weekly basis or every couple of weeks but we also got a bunch of new guys um that are just getting on board now um so i highly recommend you to check those out i will on whatever episode comes out next i will share with you some of their articles and who, who i'm talking about if their articles are out by then um but just be on the lookout bookmark the site Visit it every day. Put it, make it part of your routine, because um, there's lots of guys making good content uh, that is for you. So not just for your ears, but for your eyes as well. You see how we do this? It's all for the mind. We're trying to feed you guys. Everyone likes to eat, right? Anyway, anyway, I don't want to hold you up from this conversation anymore. So I'll see you on the other end of this. Um, please enjoy it. Take the message. Share it with who needs to hear it. You need to hear it. I need to hear it. It was fantastic. I'll see you on the other end of the episode. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot cope with them. Can't do it. I mean, listen, we talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. Locked in to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. Clock Dodgers Podcast.
What's up, Justin? Thanks for coming on and, and chatting with me, man. You're, you're a busy guy. You know, you're like me. You got a family. You got work. So I appreciate you, you know, staying up late here to chat with me. Um, quickly, for those who don't know, you're, you contribute at Roto Grinders. You also host the Football Diehards podcast. How you doing tonight, man? Doing good, man. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Of course. Uh, I'm glad you came on. I, I really appreciate it. Kind of did it on short notice and made it work. So I, I appreciate that effort. Um, when me and you spoke, about coming on here, you know, we, I, I mentioned that we could talk about football and stuff, obviously, but the main reason I wanted to speak with you was because of the story that you told on, on Harmon's podcast about the alcoholism, alcoholism and sobriety. Um, you talk about it on Twitter, of course, as well, too. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I heard on Matt Harmon's backyard banner podcast, uh, which actually was like my favorite episode that he's done <laughs> with you on there. And, um, you know, he's a friend of the show. He does a great job with his podcast, but, um, you know, last time he was on here, he actually talked about his, his incredible weight loss, and yep. I just feel like it's important to to tell these stories of people um, besides the the guy, you know, the story behind the football guys and the, and the analysts yep. and this and that. So um, I, I just wanted to kind of touch on that with you. So the um, you know, when when you were on his podcast, he highlighted uh, an important part of your story, which I'm glad that he did. Um, as we know, with most success stories, there's typically a, a struggle that someone overcomes first, or um, these challenges that people face. And it seems like those challenges typically build character. And it's hard to argue against the fact that a lot of those people who go over those challenges and kind of beat that hurdle, it's, it's kind of really a big contributor to why they become successful. Um, it's kind of the beginning of something special in my opinion. So for those who don't know your background with alcohol, uh, you had an issue with it at a fairly young age, right? I mean, it's, it was a big part of your life. Yeah, man. I mean, it, there's been studies that it's genetic, and I ran with a, um, you know, one probably one of the tougher crowds growing up in my early teens, and then, I mean, I was I had balance in my life, but you know, I kind of gravitated towards the alcohol at 12, 13, and then marijuana was a big part of my story, and then as they say, it you know became progressive. So as I got older, uh, it took more alcohol for me to get that feeling that we we yearn we you know we, you know it started going you know started as a teen and then it just kept going up and up and up and into my 20s and i decided to stop at 30 um i must have bumped my head or something but <laughs> it was just time and it's uh it was um talked to some of the old timers and they you know you're either done or you're not done and, and i i really think i was i was done it's been a little over four years and it's it's um you know, we strive for 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 progress, not perfection, because none of us are, are going to be perfect in anything. So for sure. I think that the gist is trying to become a better individual, um, you know, one day at a time. Right. Well, I mean, and, and there's so many, you know, things that we could hit on this and it's kind of like hard where to oh, start. Yeah. But um, yep. was it something that you do you feel like um, did, did something like trigger that in your life as far as starting to drink and everything? Or was it just kind of a spontaneous thing? Well, I think... So I had my, like you said, when I was on, on Mr. Harmon's podcast, um, I talked to, I touched on my dad a little bit. So I, my dad was sick most of my childhood. And, and that's not to say that I wasn't drinking when he was still alive. But when he died, I kind of got derailed. I was 17 years old. I wasn't quite a boy and I wasn't quite a man. So right. I was in that like tweener age and I, you needed, I needed a man in my life, my father, who was my best friend. And um, he left. So to cope with that loss, um, you know, I turned to substances and it, they, they worked. Right. 
and they they worked because you're putting that proverbial band-aid on you know what's hurting you and and you know reflecting now i think a lot of that pain was derived from uh, you know losing your, my my father at the age of 17 so it didn't it, it was certainly the alcohol was in the equation right but it picked up as I got older and, and on and on and on and, and, and until I, I decided to stop, you know, uh, 17, uh, let's see, 13 years after he passed away. So, yeah, definitely, you know, you lose somebody, um, trials and tribulations, and especially at that age, it was just a good way to kind of put the, the hurt aside and, and, and alcohol is a great uh, way to do that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, that's tough losing your father, like you said, especially at that at that age. But do you, when when you were first drinking, do you feel like it was, um, you know, something you were doing for fun, or like you said, was it always something that was you were trying to cover up, like dealing with oh, something? Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. Well, I mean, you know, you you you're you're in high school, and then you're going, you know, your your boys have the house party, and you do that, and then you go on vacation, and you do that, and it, 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 it was fun, because that's what you do, that's what you right, do, right, right, 15, absolutely. 16, 17 years old, that's what you do, you smoke cigarettes, you smoke, you know, smoke a lot of blunts, and then you smoke, um, and, and you drink, and, 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 and despite all the, the different drugs that I, I tried, and the alcohol remained the, the constant, um, for, for all those years, so it was certainly something that, um, it was recreational, um, hey, let's have a couple beers, and then the beers went to um, hard, hard alcohol, right? Because the beers didn't work quick enough. And you know, with with beer, you you tend to piss a lot more. And who wants to piss uh, every <laughs> you know five minutes? So right. you know, go straight to the heavy stuff. And so yeah, at one point it was recreational at a young age, and then it became uh, my hobby. Yeah, I think that that's kind of part of the. Um you know, the, the scary thing with stuff like alcohol or drugs, whatever, because you, you meet so many people who say, um, you know, I drink at social events to take the edge off or mm-hmm. loosen me mm-hmm. up. But then mm-hmm. you see some of those people go down that dark path later with it, you know, and it's just, oh, yeah. it's interesting how that turns into something like that for some people. And then other people, it's just, you know, nothing. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a genetic, it could be genetics. It could be how early you got in the game and it does, you know, in this disease that I have, doesn't discriminate on on ethnicity or age i know people um you know that that decided to stop at 70 and i i know people that are younger than me that decided to stop so it doesn't doesn't care how much money you have or whether you're puerto rican or white or right absolutely or black so yeah and that's kind of something i was gonna ask you too was do do you feel like okay obviously now you know you're older you're wiser you got kids you got jobs all Mm -hmm. these things Mm -hmm. Do, do you feel like if you had your first drink now it would be different or do you think that that always would have been what it turned into? I think given the knowledge and the wisdom that I have now, so, I mean, if you look at, of course, I'm 34 years old, so you're, I've been around longer than, um, you know, when I first, when I was a teenager, when you're young, you're dumb, and you don't know any better, and, and, and I think that's just, that's just the way it is for a lot of us. Yeah. Um, but given what I've consumed as far as information i mean if you look i know you're down in florida i'm outside of boston and when you look at like crime in a lot of these communities and you know there's an opioid uh, epidemic in this country and and of course alcohol kills many men you know thousands and thousands and thousands every year all the all of this uh, uh, crime that we keep read about or see in the news is tied or there's a correlation to alcohol and drugs right i mean whether it's robbery or prostitution or, or the, you know you know abuse spousal abuse or whatever it may be you'll notice that there's a correlation to drugs and alcohol so f- for me 
you know, you, I guess my eyes became wide as I got older and, and, and I don't I want to, uh, again, uh, I think just, you know, you want to be decent contributing member of society. And, um, I think, uh, drug free, uh, is probably the, <laughs> probably the best way to do it. <laughs> right. It's the easiest way to do it without distractions. Yeah. Probably. Right. Um, right. So, so like during all this drinking, right. Um, yeah. and, at any time, I mean, did you personally acknowledge to yourself that it was an issue or did somebody come out and tell you like, this has to stop type of thing? You do. I mean, we've all woken up with hangovers and said, I'm never going to do this again. You know, you uh, pissed the bed or, you know, you woke up, and you don't know where you were. I'm never doing this again. And then the next day you're doing it again. You go, well, something's wrong here. It's like banging your head against the wall. Why does my head hurt every time I bang my head against the right. wall? Um, you but that's where the addiction comes into play. But and 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 of course, um, numerous people, old girlfriends, friends. You know, you have a problem. You drink too much. You have a problem, and, and you dismiss. You know, you dismiss it because uh, all those occasions that it was pointed out to me, I just wasn't ready. And I think it's like any other adjustment you try to make, whether it's weight loss uh, or, or or booze. In this case, the individual has to be done and right. i think at, at that point 2013 I, I was done i had heard enough people i'd heard myself uh enough and um i was just done physically and mentally and ho hopefully i mean that's not to say i'll never drink again right right sir but you know which is why they, you hear one day at a time because you know that's how i do this is one day at a time Sometimes right it's a constant thing at a time. yep yeah right. man, for life yep and, and, and that's the thing, like, you know, you mentioned having to be ready yourself. And it's like my experience with people who have had alcohol or drug addictions or, or whatever it is. Um, it's like, you know, I personally can't change their mind. I can't make them stop. Um, no. And, you know, it kind of makes you frustrated as the person trying to help, you know, it makes you sad. Yep. Um, and, you know, w w would you agree, though, that, you know, OK, not not necessarily do you agree, but what, what do you what would you do if you were the person on the other side? Like, you don't want to give up on somebody. But at the same time, you're saying that they have to be ready themselves. So what do you do as the person trying to help? Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I mean, I had a friend today call me who's older and, and he's, a, he's a funny son of a bee. And he's dealing with booze issues himself. And, um, and I, you know, I, I talked to him and I shoot from the hip with him. And he said, look, I'm, I got a younger kid that wants to talk to you. We heard you talking the other day. And he's, you know, I think he, he might be ready to have a conversation. And you extend your hand. You know, because I think that's why we're all here, essentially, is to, to help each other right, in one connect. way or another. But you're not going to shove AA down their throat. You're not going to tell them that you're taking them to a detox. You're not going to start dumping out their booze bottles. You, but you're going to you'll be a, an ear for them to talk into. And you'll be, uh, and, and I can only tell somebody what I know and what I've learned in the last four years. And it's certainly not the perfect program. I mean, it's an in-depth uh, elaborate program uh, you know alcoholics anonymous is 12 steps and there's writing and the stuff goes into it but at the end of the day you know it's the not drinking part is the important part you're not consuming that but right. you, you, you never want to beat up there are aggressive people that i know you know uh, as far but and i and this ties back to what i said to you a few minutes ago as far as the person has to be done now you're either done or you're not done and if you're not done then i probably don't have a lot to offer you but if you think that you're done you know, there's, there's pieces of advice and, and, and ways to get better, um, one day at a time. Gotcha. And so, you know, when you, when we move on to the point where you, you told yourself that it was an issue, people told you it was an issue and, and you need to get mm -hmm. help. Um, 
what 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 happens like in that moment like you know there's so many questions as far as people were even sending me questions like um you know do you go to meetings do you change your whole crowd that you hang out with like is it does it have to be a 180 lifestyle change basically yeah yeah man i mean no no question about it my mother um you know has has an issue and and she's been so probably a year uh, longer than myself so we've kind of had each other to lean on which is a fantastic story in itself yeah that's awesome but alcoholics anonymous is a is a, is a classroom there there's a thousand in eastern massachusetts i think meetings whether it's noon or eight in the morning or eight at night or um and um you sit there and you listen um you know it, so it, as far as that it, it, that's concerned um you know, going to AA is, is what did it. Uh, what was the second part of your question? No, I was just saying that, you know, is it a, is it a 180 lifestyle change? You have oh, to yeah, change yeah. everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. So, you know, your childhood friends, a lot of them, chances are they're, they're probably still consumed. So I get invited out and, and 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 stopped inviting me out because a lot of these places that they they meet out, they're not, let's face it, they're not from the Starbucks. Right. Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> it's, it's the places you used to get down at. So, and that's not to say that I'm not, if I meet them there and they're drinking and so forth, that that's going to push me into having a drink or two or 10. It was, it was usually 10. Right. That's just to say that I don't, uh, I choose not to surround myself in that atmosphere because it's dumb. I mean, it's like taking a morbidly obese 700 pound person and put them in, in a, in a, you know, a pastry shop. Right. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. So, but yeah, absolutely. And friends have come and gone uh, because of this. And, and that's just, it's life. I mean, it is what it is, but yeah, you're not going to hang around with the parties. Cause that would be, I would kind of go against about what, you know, what I'm, what I'm trying to do now. Do people drink around me? Of course, my significant other is capable of having a couple of drinks. I wanted to have a couple of drinks. I'm going to be her permanent designated driver, which is good, but right. I can't tell her not to drink. Right. But that definitely the crowd changes for sure. Interesting. And, and you did mention your mom a, a little bit ago. If I can go yep. back to that really quick. Um, sure. You said she's been um, so longer than you? Yeah, okay. but, but, a, but, a, but a year. And, and is that something that me. encouraged you t- to go that route? Oh, then? yeah. Okay. Exactly. So she suggested a meeting. Said, you know, why don't you check this out? You know, you see it in movies and, and people shit on it. I can remember Bob, I think it was Bob Saget and, and uh, what, that, what was that movie with Jim Brewer? How high? Not how high, but... Um, I think I know you're uh, talking half-baked. about half baked. Yeah, half baked. Yeah, and it, but you know, people shit on AA, and and it's but it, what it is is a classroom full of wisdom. Uh, you know, old people and young people that have the same goal, and that's you know trying to become better people. So she suggested it, and and I got hooked. I got hooked on these noon meetings with a bunch of old timers, and I would I would go to the, the meetings in my neighborhood and connect with the old people and just as much as I like to talk, but you know, <laughs> I, my mouth is what got me in a lot of trouble. Right. So you sit there, you consume the information, you listen to how a 75-year-old guy, why he keeps showing up for these meetings. He hasn't had a drink since 1970. Uh, he doesn't want to forget what it was like the day before he came into the hall. So it's wisdom thrown around, you know, how to live without having a drink. Uh, people die, lost a job, lost some money and so forth. But how do you live day to day without finding it necessary to pick up a drink? And that's, that's it's certainly challenging. But yeah, it sucked me in, and, and, and no question about it. AA was uh, what was what did it for me. And is that something you still do to this day? I know you said it's an ongoing challenge. So I mean, is it something that yeah. you still do today? Oh yeah, for sure. You know, it, it's funny you asked me that. It's I, I could definitely um, 
you know, with, with the kids and everything. And of course that's an excuse. I, I learned that. Uh, but I could definitely go to meetings more than I do. And uh, the meetings give you that jolt. And every time I go to a meeting, I take something out of it. Take a refresher. I don't, oh, exactly. And, but I have my readings that I do every morning, um, tons of literature and daily prayers and so forth that keep me going. But yeah, I mean, if time allowed it, um, I would probably, you know, I would love to go to a meeting every single day of the week it, because it works. It works right. if you work it and you, you, you go there, you sit down and you listen to people who are smarter than you in this regard that have been, been around the block. So, but yeah, I mean, de- definitely, you know, you, in fact, you asked me that question, you know, the bells are going off in my head like, she's Justin, you should probably be going to more meetings, but we, we moved <laughs> recently and I'm, I'm reconnecting in a different area and um, I, but I, I absolutely love uh, AA meetings, and it's it probably changed my life. It did change my life right. four years later, for sure. And, and when you go to those, like, is is it now that you're, you know, again, I, I always go back to the fact that you say it's a constant battle, but mm-hmm. since you're so many years removed from it at this point, um, when you go there now, are, are you also kind of more of a teacher in a sense or more of a, you know, someone that can help others rather than oh, being yeah. the one who needs to help more, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, you know, you, you, it's your it's your job. To, I mean, in AA, they say, you know, the, the primary purpose of, of AA is to, to, to remain sober and to try to help others achieve sobriety. So basically, now there's a lot more that goes with it, but those are the, the primary focus. Right. All right. So, so sobriety, you know, it's a state of being sober. Sober is not being affected by alcohol. When I had Matt on here, you know, he explained why well, I asked him, I said, how, how, how much different is life since you know, you've lost this weight and you've gotten healthy. And it was kind of hard for him to put into words sort of mm-hmm. the feeling, you know, that, that he has now, but he, he, he did his best and it, and it made sense. But how much different is, is life for you now that you're on this journey that you're at, where you're at? Well, it's, I mean, it's different, man. You're, I, I would assume if I were to bet money and you asked anybody that knew me then and knew me now that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a better person. I mean, I show up to life. It's I'm not, foggy in the morning i I get up and i I try to do my job as a parent and and, an employee and as a contributing member of society and and as far as you know i don't have road rage or just in the smallest forms i i I, like i said it's um do do people treat you different yeah i mean it's it's an edgy subject like you don't you don't need to advertise that you're sober. Right. I mean, I, I think I do more than a lot of other people do, but in, 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 because, you know, cause I, you gotta be proud of what you're doing. And of course I was a pig, bro. So, it, it, you know, for me not to drink is still huge to me. And I, and I got sober ultimately for myself, but and, and obviously other people, I got kids that rely on me. So, um, but yeah, there's the, the most important people in my life, uh, have, are, are proud of me and, and uh, you could rest assured that that they uh, there's a different Justin Lanero that, that they see today than, than they saw five or six years ago. Yeah. And it got goes without question. That's awesome. And, and, and you know, it's like, like I said, you know, there's there's people listening right now who, again, we're talking about alcohol or addiction, but there's so many other ways that this could be relayed um, and, and, and help somebody. Um obviously I have other questions. We have listener, a couple of listener questions that I want to get to. I want to do file or no file, which is kind of the, the, the main staple of the show also. But, um, since, since we've talked about your journey here and, and what you've overcome to get here, what exactly are you up to now? You know, I know, I know you wear a lot of different hats, 
you do a lot of different things. But what what are you up to now, Justin? I mean, what what is what is uh you know what is the what is the grind now about? No, well, first and foremost, it's it's about being a parent at this point. I mean, I have a nine to five like everybody else. I'm a union laborer, uh, but in my sobriety. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it or not, but uh, you know, I've monetized the podcast. I write a weekly article during the, the regular season DFS article correlated to DraftKings. Um, I manage Roto Grinders Twitter handle. So it's a, it, you know, the, some of the things that, you know, fantasy football for me has been, it's always been like a vice to me. And now the magazines that I, that I read on the beach down in Cape Cod, Massachusetts, like the summer, now I see myself in them. So, and, and I think that's a testament to sobriety. Um, but, you know, without my sobriety, uh, a lot of these things would have fallen into place. Um, you know, as far as the network, you know, I was talking to you about having Adam Schefter on my podcast a few weeks ago. I mean, it's just, you know, uh, it's just life, man. And, and life is good today. It's, it's good because I do not consume alcohol, but, um, you know, being a father to, to, to these young kids and um, just showing up for life day to day is, 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 is priceless to me. Man. And I'm, and I'm, gra- I'm grateful. I'm, I'm grateful that I got this because, it, uh, like I said earlier, it's a lot of people die. It's a serious stuff that we're talking about tonight. It's, and, um, you know, it's, it's tied to a lot of the crime, almost all the crime that we're seeing in these communities. So, yeah, man, just working grinding like everybody else there's nothing special about me right uh, but able to do some of the things you know from a fantasy standpoint that i just that i dreamt about now i'm able to now i'm one of the i suppose i'm one of the guys that you know gets a few gets a few extra dollars to to do some of these endeavors right well yeah i mean you're definitely a motivation in that sense to i'm sure most people listening um you know some people may have not known who you were before this episode but a lot of them Mm -hmm. are obviously seeking it out because you're on it um and so obviously your motivation to those people in that sense um in this journey that you just kind of brought us through your motivation in that sense so there's a lot of stuff that um you know you had to be proud of and that you know will help people of course um so we've talked about you know, your beginnings, kind of where you came from. We talked about now, um, are you, are you, um, some people don't like to make goals and stuff, right? Are you a goal oriented person where you kind of set goals out for yourself? Like, is there somewhere that you want to see yourself in five years as far as, let's even just say in, in, in the fantasy world, the sports world and stuff, is there somewhere that you're, you're aiming for, or are you just happy in the moment and enjoying the ride that you're in right now? Well, I mean, again, I, it's one day at a time, but I mean, I think that's a, that's a great question on your end. I, I think all of us, should try to reach attainable goals. Um, as far as this, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to have a job. I'm grateful to be employed. Same place, 12 years. Um, from a f- sports perspective, I mean, I, I would like, it's a crowd playing field, as you know. Yes. Um, but, but I do, I, I know quite a, quite a bit of notable people in the industry and I, I work for some of them and work with some of these people. So I think the goal for me is, I mean, having my own podcast, it's just, it's special to me, and the fact that I've monetized it is is, is nice to, to to look at a check or something. Um, but wow, you you talked and somebody paid you to you know five ten years ago. Nobody nobody wants to hear you blabber. So right. to to have some type of radio show potentially, um, whether it's XM series serious XM radio or something like that, is would be um, fantastic. But again, it's it's a crowded playing field, and there are some smart, witty, sharp yep. people in the football industry. So, you know, you, you got to find your niche. And, and, and like I talked to, to Matt Harmon about is, is, is networking is 
is very important. And, and you obviously want to present some form of value to a potential employer. Um, you know, how can what can they gain from you, and what, you, what do you have to offer? And it's a, it's a, it's an ocean now. And it wasn't like that four or five years ago. But smart, sharp, analytical people are are in the game, and you know um, they're going to want to take. You know, they're, they're like Rotogrinders, for instance. I mean, I mean, I'm grateful. Um, great guys over there, um, but I run their their football Twitter handle. I mean, there's probably there's hundreds of people that are smarter than me um, at this point in time, but I'm <laughs> lucky enough to be liked by them, and 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 I'm and I'm and I'm forever grateful to you know football diehards and Bob Harris and, and those guys over there. So yeah, man. But but it's from from a fantasy perspective point of view i think having a, a radio show or, or a segment um weekly or daily is is a, is a you know within reach in the next few years right yeah absolutely and, and you know you mentioned like you said on on, on backyard banner you mentioned the network thing and you, and you said it again yep. now um I, I mean i don't know if if you mind digging into it just a, just a little bit really quick before we move on to the sure. questions and stuff but it for for those listening right now because there are a lot of people like you said it's a, it's a very um crowded space at this point and there's a lot of guys who actually do are, are really smart they write really well they talk really well yeah. but it's kind of like that one thing that they're i don't want to say shy but they just don't know how to proceed um as far as speaking to other people and trying to make a way a lane for themselves um for those people who who don't feel comfortable as comfortable as you are and as good as you are doing it um do you have any tips for them or anything as far as networking is concerned specifically on on how to maneuver in that space yeah you can't you cannot be afraid of no people are going to say no to you you know as far as asking people you know do you want to come to my podcast and i've gotten people said no to me there's people like evan silva um you know he's, he's not my big i'm not his biggest fan that's and that's fine i've come to accept that but i had sigmund bloom on my show last night and football guys the, the co-founder of football guys in Austin, Texas, and he calls this the golden age where, you know, uh, it's a fantasy football community, but social media has, has tied us all together and, and essentially we're in this to help each other. I mean, do we all have that um, mindset? I, I don't know that to be true, but, you, you know, you, you connect. Right. Shoot people messages. I mean, look at, you know, you reached out to me a couple, a couple weeks ago. I mean, I'm not going to say. I was looking forward to being on this podcast. They'd be, you know, nothing. My dad used to say, "Nothing ventured, nothing gained." Right. So if you don't ask about it, if you don't, you know, hey, or uh, you know, Adam Schefter, Mr. Schefter, can I borrow you uh, for for a few minutes? Dave Richards, CBS Sports, and some of these guys, you know, I'm, I have their phone numbers, and we shoot text back and forth. So it's um, you, you cannot be afraid of no, and I, I can't emphasize the, and, and I think that Twitter and like Facebook has given us. Um, a platform to be able to reach people through private messages or tweets to connect on some level and have a, a conversation and, and let it go from there. But, but yeah, I mean, you're gonna, there needs to be, you gotta have some stones and you can't be afraid of, of no, because God knows we've all, you know, there's been people that said, no, sorry, Justin, I'm busy or <laughs> right. I've been ignored by people, but on for the three or four people that have ignored me, there's, you know, I've had, 50 to 100, um, you know, guests on top of them. So it's it's just trial and error. Right. But, yep. So I think, yeah, the, the no is probably the, the, the big thing. Like you said, you just got to kind of get over that fact that it's going to happen that way and to just kind of go all in, right? I mean, just to go at, go after it. Um, and that, that's awesome advice for people who, who are in that 
you know, space where they're worried about it. Um, so what I want to do really quick, because I know, like you said, you got family, you got work, man. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I got three of my favorite questions that I got as far as from the listeners, and then we'll do file or no file. So we're going to go jump into the Shoot. questions first. Go ahead. All right, cool. So f- the first one is uh, at R. Ruxin, and he, he's asking about um, your, your situation as far as the journey that you're on here with the uh, alcoholism, the sobriety. He mm-hmm. wants to know, how do you deal with events like weddings uh super bowl parties draft parties things like that where people are drinking well fantasy drafts at this point in time especially at my age it's tough to get everybody in the same room together so we do it online i mean we got a friend who's an accountant in turkey and then people in chicago and we all find a time so there's no drinking there but that's a great question i mean you're not gonna go into a hole and uh um you're not going to go into a hole and not go out anymore. So you're going to have to attend some of these social events. Now we all know at social events, you know, the longer that the, the event is happening, the more booze is being consumed. I think you got to set yourself a time stamp when you're going to remove yourself from that situation. Um, when it starts to get out of hand, you know, you leave and that's right. as simple as that. And that's as simple as that. I'm, I mean, I don't go sit at a bar. I, I said earlier that I don't surround myself in, in environments that I used to because I just think that's asinine right? Uh, as far as what I'm trying to do at this point in time. Makes sense. All right, great. The next one is from at JJK. Um, you kind of mentioned it earlier about like opiate addictions and things like that that are really kind of running rampant right mm-hmm. now. Um, mm-hmm. So being that you've dealt with addiction, um, how, how do you think our country in general, and of course this is a hard question to answer, but he wants to know like, do you think there's a better way um, that we could handle, you know, addiction problems. Um, again, this is obviously a million dollar question that, you know, anyone would love to have the answer to, but just since you've walked in those shoes, do you feel like from your perspective that there's more we can do? Well, there are clinics and there, are, there, there there's meetings, right? So uh, I think it's, it's like the drugs are going to be there. We know where they come from, whether they come from Afghanistan and through Mexico up into and disperse through this country. They're, they're always going to be here. They've always been here. So it's going to be virtually impossible to, to keep them out. But, you know, there are clinics, there are, are meetings, there's detox facilities. And I think that it, it, it's up to the individual to seek the necessary help, um, you know, that they want. And, and the, the harsh reality is we're not all bright enough or willing to, to make that step. Hey, look, I need some help. Check right. myself into this place. Walk into a dingy church basement with old timers that want to talk about not drinking. I mean, it, it takes some stones. And that's step one is part of the acceptance. Like, I can't drink or do drugs and safety. I need help. But if you don't get to that point, then there's not going to be any progress afterwards. So you got to kind of break that, um, you know, break that there and, 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 and just continue to show up because in, in time, you know, things get better. Yeah. It's definitely not overnight. But I think as far as, you know, eliminating the drug problem, that's never going to happen. Right. So it's just kind of a self-responsibility thing, really, at this point. So uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you got you to be ready. All right. And the, and the last question that I wanted to get out here was uh, from at, I think it's SCAS, S-C-A-S, 62. Um, and he wants to know uh, who is on your Mount Rushmore of fantasy football players this upcoming season. Um, if you have like one quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver and a flex, who would you put on your Mount Rushmore? Well, we're going to go with Tom Brady at quarterback for sure. And then you, you put him in that scope with Aaron Rodgers, of course, and Drew Brees, um, probably Andrew Luck and Matt Ryan, a shade underneath those guys. But it's going to be Tom Brady where they, where they just – 
grabbed Randy Cook from the Saints and and it gave uh, Rob Narkowski an extension. In fact, I was on, when I was on the phone with Adam Schefter, Drew Rosenhaus called and uh, while Gronk was getting the uh, extension. So 16 games, Rob Gronkowski. I mean, it's going to be he could come near 45, 50 touchdowns from a running back standpoint. Uh, David Johnson and Lev Bell and Zeke are, are, are right at the top, and I would be content with any of those three guys and probably a shade underneath those guys would be LaShawn McCoy, uh, Melvin Gordon. I do like Melvin Gordon. Um, given the bulk that he'll receive, um, J.J. And, and guys like Jordan Howard, um, wide receiver, you know, going on and on. Obviously, A.B., Julio, Beckham, A.J. Green. Um, there and then at tight end you have Gronk and everybody else, but you're always happy with Greg Olson or, or Jordan Reed. So I just I touted about 15 guys. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, there are some lesser um, players, but you know th- those would be my heavy hitters, sir. Nice. All right. So the last thing I want to do is so we can uh, wrap this thing up is foul or no foul. And for you, if you don't know, and for others who are listening who are new to the show, play along at home or whatnot, um, what we what I do basically here is I take statements. I either make them up, I find them online, someone sends it, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> and if if you um, if you agree with the statement, if you think it's correct in your opinion, um, then there's no foul on the statement. Um, if you think it's wrong and you don't agree with it for whatever reason, then you say foul. Pretty straightforward. Okay. You got it? Yep. All right, cool. So let's jump into that. It's that time again. Let's play another round of foul or no foul. All right. So the uh, first thing I want to, first statement I got here, and I have uh, four or five of them, so we'll just run through them. Um, you've mentioned, and we, we talked about it a little bit before, um, the networking skills. So when building your brand, uh, whether it's podcasting, fantasy football, whatever, um, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Foul or no foul? Ooh. It's that. <laughs> no foul. <laughs> no foul, okay. Any particular reason why? You just, you, 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 from experience, you personal experience, you just, that's, that's worked the most for you, you think, or just? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not Charles Dickens by any stretch <laughs> with, with the pen and the paper, right? And I don't have a voice like, say Sigmund Bloom last night or, or, you know, a, a, a vocal voice like um, some of the best musicians that have come around the block. So I think uh, you got to kind of, you know, that uh, I can't emphasize any stronger the, the, the ability to network at this point could be a differentiator between somebody who has, you know, a supreme skill um, and, and somebody that can network pretty good. Gotcha. So, so network is key. Oh, All yeah. right. All right. The next one. Um, I don't know if you've seen it yet. I actually haven't seen it yet, but there's a lot of drama surrounding the new Tupac movie um, in regards to like credibility, right? And, and what they say happened to him and things like that. Um, the movie was created and released after Tupac's mother passed away. So the statement is, it is no coincidence that the movie was created and released after his mother passed and that nobody could help keep the story uh, responsible and credible. Um, foul or no foul? No foul. So the you, reason would be, well, I'm a biggie guy, bro. So right. anytime you bring up, you bring up Tupac Shakur. You know, I'm a, <laughs> I mean, I'm an East Coast guy. Did you like the Biggie movie? Yeah, I did. Okay. I did. And I, I, I'm a, I had a picture of Biggie growing up on my wall that I bought in Times Square. I'm a, I'm a biggie guy. You know, I feel like we've been hearing about Tupac for for 30 years. So who knows? And who knows what happened to Biggie? I, mean, right. I, I don't know enough to like speak on it. And, um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, who knows? 
he could still be alive for all we know. <laughs> yeah, that that was that was the story, man. You never know. Rest in peace to Prodigy too, man. That, oh, that man. Sucks. oh my gosh. I'm telling you, he had two of the best rap albums I've ever heard. Um a lot of talent. I don't think anybody sampled his voice more. I mean, he was sampled in so many different songs. So just crazy, man. 42 years old. It's just life is just crazy, man. Yeah. Sickle cell. Yep. Yeah. I even seen, uh, I think it was, uh, I seen an interview just was it today. I seen it with um, Havoc and he was like, you didn't even believe it. You know, like that crazy. played out so many times, you know, him going to the hospital and whatever. And he even said that he, that he was on the phone you know, being told by people close to him that he was getting better every day. So, you know, it's just the way life is sometimes, man. It's, it's weird. Like Crazy, man. Yeah, weird. no drugs are, I mean, that we know of, or yeah. drugs or alcohol in that situation. Just, he's all, I mean, I, I can remember hearing about him having sickle cell 10, 15 years ago. And, uh, damn, it just uh, caught up to him. But definitely one of the best rappers. Um, for sure. I, Left his mark. Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. Right. Uh, the next statement. Uh, Derek Carr did sign a new contract today, man. Five years, $125 million, and it kind of set Twitter on fire. You know, everyone had their opinions. Um, so the statement is, uh, Derek Carr is not worth the amount of money he'll cost the Raiders for the next five years, foul or no foul. Well, uh, no foul. I mean, he's – look, the going rate for a quarter, you can be mediocre and you're going to get – close to that type of money. I happen to like Derek Carr. And you want to talk about networking. Derek Carr and I, we were Facebook friends. And we had a small exchange a couple of years ago. I can remember Kirk Herbstreit, ESPN, saying he was, him and Teddy Bridgewater were going to be the two most NFL-ready quarterbacks coming out. I like Derek Carr. I think he's a man of faith. I think he's a good guy. My, fian- my fiance sweats him, his looks. <laughs> um, and he's the real deal. They got a terrific offensive line. Uh, uh, I love Amari Cooper. He's going to blossom in front of us. I mean, of course, Beast Mode is there. They're going to be a good football team. So if you can give Alex Smith and guys like Joe Flacco, um, Crazy Doe, you can give a guy like Derek Carr uh, $25 million. Do I agree with it? I don't think anybody's worth that kind of money. But <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think Derek Carr is a, is, a, is a top 10 or 12 NFL quarterback, no question. Yeah, so follow that one. And I, I agree. I'm actually a Raider fan, so of course I'm not oh, going to disagree, man. <laughs> they're going to make. They're going to make. They're going to make noise. Yeah, I was telling. I was telling people because when everyone was going crazy about it on Twitter, I was like, if if you say like he doesn't deserve that, you obviously weren't a Raider fan for like the last 15 years before him because he's changed the entire organization. Like, I don't want to say single handedly because you never want to blame one guy, give credit to one guy, but since he's been there that's been the turnaround so it's like as a fan like the feeling i have from the years oh, yeah. before him i think he's worth yeah. 125 million and he's and he's a likable guy too let me tell you that i mean he's not one of these like he's a likable guy he's you, know, you can t- he's cool you can tell he's a decent guy off the field i mean it's a learning curve but i mean there, there's no question that he's going to continue and the fact that amari cooper's there so they'll you know, peanut butter and jelly for the for the next foreseeable future. And there's another guy in Amari Cooper that doesn't do a lot of talking, but his production, he just does it on the field, and I love that. And of course, Michael Crabtree's there, who's, who's been around the block too. So, um, and I think Crabtree's numbers have been a, a, a testament to, to how good Derek Carr is because um, yeah. Crabtree didn't, he, he wasn't um, that great as a Niner. Going to be fun to watch for the next five years. Yep. Oh, no question. <laughs> we'll see. No question. No question. <laughs> the next statement, uh, hip-hop artists, kind of like, you know, same with athletes to me. So hip-hop artists, like athletes in sports, um, they mm-hmm. they change so dramatically from decade to decade <laughs> that they cannot be compared to one another, foul or no foul. Um, well, that's a good one. No foul. <laughs> no foul. Okay. I mean, 
No foul. Um, you know, I talk, this is a conversation I have all the time. I mean, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 31. I grew up. All right, so you get it. I mean, we grew up, we, we sagged our pants, we had Timberland boots, and, and there were, it, was, it was more of a culture. And today yep. you have tight jeans and vans and, <laughs> and just talking about money. There was there was just more history to, to rap. So it certainly, it, it's, it's changed quite a bit. So would that be considered a foul or no foul? No, yeah, no, uh, yeah, you, you, um, you agree that they, they cannot be compared to one another. So yeah, no foul. Yeah, yeah there's no comparison. Yeah. I, I can't tell you the last rap album I bought, I probably... 15 years ago there's just no there's yeah. no there's no comparison it's actually laughable yeah and it's hard you can't have that conversation because you know people want to say oh is such and such as good as biggie it's like stupid it's not in the same like you said the same situation it's not the same no. life the same culture um and the same with athletes you know they're way bigger faster stronger it's like why even try to compare them to 10 years ago yeah you know? <laughs> yeah i mean you know guys like jordan i mean I, you grew up and watched michael jordan there was a good crop of nba players but like I haven't seen anything like Michael Jordan in, in any sport. I mean, you, you keep hearing the Le- LeBron Jordan thing, but Jordan kind of masterminded his art. And, um, you know, so, but, but definitely, I mean, guys are, we didn't see a guy like LeBron James when we were teenagers, as far as being six nine two seventy, right? Like that looked like that. I mean, they just, they, they weren't around. Yeah. There's this guy. I don't know if you ever heard of him, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. And he always uh, talks about that. Like, do you think LeBron cared about science when he was in third grade or ninth grade, whatever? Like, come on. Oh, like, the guy was yeah. such a stud already. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, it's true, yeah. <laughs> he, he was a man amongst boys in, in, in probably elementary school yeah. and then middle school. <laughs> so on right. and so forth. Yep. Well, the last the last file or no file statement here is actually related to the NBA draft from today. Um, so three years from now, new Laker Lonzo Ball will be a top five point guard in the NBA. Foul or no foul, Justin? Foul. Foul. Not, yeah, not a fan. I no, I mean, it's just his old man and the antics could 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 screw him up. I mean, at this point, there's a lot of good point guards in the NBA at this point. I mean, I mean, but if you're giving him five years, I mean, I don't I don't know what to be. I could be wrong, but, um, you know, it, it, it's uh, it is the NBA. So. Uh, time will tell. I mean, are you, are you on ball or? I'm not a ball. I'm not a ball fan though. Like, like I, I respect his game. Like, I, like I understand what you're saying, like about his dad, right? And I think that you know it kind of blurs us as far as mm-hmm. his game itself. I think we mm-hmm. pay more attention, or at least media wise, to the dad over mm-hmm. the son, which sucks for him. But I think he'll mm-hmm. get a chance, you know, to do his thing. I just don't. I don't. I agree. I don't think he'll be top five. But um, I don't know, man. They were making comparisons on TV, like he's Jason Kidd like and stuff. I don't know, you know. That that's have I mean that's pretty heavy already. He had a yeah. he had a great career. Just yeah. a kid had a great career. So I mean, time will tell. I mean, we've we've certainly seen people come around and just fade. But you know, there's some damn good point cards in the league. When you talk about the guys like, well, of course, Kyrie Irving and Kemba Walker, John you know, Wall. Mike Conley's good. Dame, yeah, John Wall's a top five point card, no question. Uh, Steph, obviously, Russ. You know, it's but, right, Isaiah I mean, Thomas offensively. Years, sure yeah oh yeah yeah no question i mean you can't you can't guard anybody but there's there's <laughs> some i mean there's some good there's some damn good point guards so time will tell he's got some hurdles to climb but you see crazier things have happened Absolutely. i don't know if this was a draft that was you know really sticks out but but who knows i mean um 
Yeah, you know, it, I, I don't know if there's gonna be any like mega stars. You know, it seems like right, it's it's right. deep. It's pretty deep, but I don't know if there's gonna be like right. any mega star type guys. So we'll see, man. Right. We'll see. It'll be fun, interesting. Man. Well, I mean, you know, it's I'm you know obviously I'm I'm excited that you came out here, man. I'm happy that we had this conversation. Um, I think it's incredibly you know humble of you, um, unselfish, very given um, to be willing to have this conversation. Um, you know, I, I, obviously it's important to me, you know, to share these kind of stories with listeners, um, because I feel like they don't get enough attention sometimes. So, um, you know, a lot of people listen to the cloud doctors podcast for entertainment purposes, fantasy football, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. motivation. Sometimes you just kick back and laugh, but these are like, for me, the, like the special conversation. So, you know, for you to be willing to come on here and, and, and chat with me about, you know, some real shit here, um, oh, yeah. you know, and, and potentially through this convo, you reach someone, you know, who needed it. So I can't thank you enough personally for, you know, sharing your time and, and your, and your story with us, but can you let the listeners know as far as where to find you, um, if they wanted to talk to you, how to talk to you, how to support your work, you know, let, kind of let them know where to go. So on Twitter, at Justin Lanero on Twitter, um, again, I manage the, the Roto-Grinders football handle at Roto-Grinders underscore FB, but my DM at Justin Lanero is, is always open, you know? Um, and conversations like this, I, I'd almost rather have than football conversations. I, I mean, I run a podcast, so we're always talking about football. Um, but you know, this is important stuff, man. I mean, you know, and, and there's more people drinking than aren't drinking. I feel like in a in like a football <laughs> community, people. You, you, I go to Gillette Stadium, and damn, bro. I mean, just everybody's just drunk, and there's fires in the parking lot, there's mayhem. So it's not like. I'm cool just on the couch watching it. Yep. But um, <laughs> this is important stuff, man. The fantasy stuff is, you know, it's not important. When, when push comes to shove, you know, people becoming better, you know, contributing members of society that, you know, that aren't moping around like zombies, or, you know, hopped up on this or, you know, you know, makes for a better world and, um, and, and especially a better country. So this shit, I take this shit serious because I have to. You know, it's my life. It's my kid's life. So, you know, I can't slip and and um, and act like a fool, uh, you know, how I used to be. But it didn't. It, it didn't happen overnight. And I'm working. I'm going to be a work in progress probably till the day I die. But I, you know, that's why I just keep in the day, man. Absolutely. And, and you know, a lot of times I ask guys to like close out the podcast with a message and stuff. But I'm not even going to ask you to, man, because the whole podcast has been a message, and I feel like it takes away from it if I say that on this one. It's like there's so much stuff that people need to take from this that there's no one way to close it out in my opinion. So, um, definitely, you know, everybody follow Justin. I appreciate you, you know, again, for taking your time to come on. You're, you're welcome back anytime, whether you want to talk this stuff more, if you want to talk about something else, anything at all, you're always, you know, open invitation. Um, and, uh, again, I can't, I can't thank you enough for coming on, man. And, uh, you're, you're the man, dude. I appreciate it. Anytime, bro. It's nice talking to you. Thank you. Likewise. And I'm back guys. See, I told you I was going to see you on the other end. I promised you, right? I never lied to you. I told you I was going to be on the other side. <laughs> Listen, seriously, though, on a serious note, again, now, now you guys know what story I'm talking about. Now you know what message I was talking about. I know I've thanked him a million times here, but I have to do it again. Thank you again, Justin, for coming on the show. I told you guys where to support him at. He told you where to support him at. Just as a reminder, his 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 uh, Twitter handle is at Justin Lonero, at, at the at sign. J-U-S-T-I-N-L-O-N-E-R-O. I keep repeating it because, you know, you guys know how I roll here. You know how we roll here at Clock Dodgers. I always um, ask you guys to reach out 
to the guest. Thank them for coming on. Thank them for sharing their story. Whatever it was that impacted you from the conversation, or if it's just you want to talk fancy football, or you want to talk about music, or you want to talk about culture, whatever it is, just reach out to that person and let them know, I heard your message, or I'm interested in what you say. I don't agree with you on such and such. Just reach out to them. Let them know that, you know, you listened and that uh, it was important. You know what I mean? It lets them know that it was worth coming on here. I mean, they know anyway, but it's just helpful. Just nice to interact. It's nice. Make a new friend, you know? It's not just my friend. It's your friend. So reach out to them. Um, but seriously, you guys know where to find them. That's not hard. You know to go to cloudditers.com to check out the new articles that are out, right? Right? You know there's new rankings up there, right? You know there's new crockpot. Oh, you don't know what that is, do you? Unless you've gone to the site, you may know. I mean, we're even delving into golf, NASCAR. That's right. You heard me, golf and NASCAR. <laughs> Got some guys who might be writing some entertainment stuff soon. You know, I'm not going to give it too much away till it's there, but check it out. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. I'll have some new videos up hopefully soon. I'm still working on that. Um, just subscribe to the podcast. As always, leave a review if you haven't already. I cannot thank you guys enough for doing so. It's I know I repeat it every time, but it's because it's so important. Subscribing and, and, and leaving the review is super important. And you guys mean the world to me for doing it. I appreciate it. Guys, follow me on Twitter if you don't already, at Clock Dodgers. On Instagram, at Clock Dodgers. On Periscope, at Clock Dodgers. Anywhere you say social media-wise, it's at Clock Dodgers. If I'm not there already and you think I should be there, tell me. Drop me a line. If you have anything you want to talk to me about, you're interested in contributing to the site, you got some podcast ideas for topics, guests, anything, you can hit me up on any of those platforms or social media platforms. Or if you just want to email me, clockdodgers at gmail.com. Keep it simple. Whatever you want to do. Thank you again to everybody who listens. Thank you to everybody who supports. Thank you to everybody who contributes. Thank you to all the guests that have ever been on the show. Thank you again to Justin. Guys, I don't want to hold you any longer because the message was super important. You have a wonderful day. Just know that you're beautiful. You're amazing. You're fantastic. And remind other people in your life that they are too. As always, guys, be kind, be great, keep dodging. Peace. Visit clockdodgers.com for more unique content. Connect with us now by following at Clock Dodgers on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope.
Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.